Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We are here with you on day two, Tuesday, two for Tuesday. Hey. Talking about, or Taco Tuesday, that's Taco what I like about Tuesday. Uh, I'm with you there. I don't know what I, don't know what I can give you two two things of. Yeah, I don't, I, well, uh, if you give me two tacos, I'm a happy man. i tell you that right okay. now. Okay, all right. Well, so, may, maybe that'll be lunch. <laughs> judging by the looks of us, we mean, we mean more than that, though, maybe. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. Let's, let's I, not go there. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move on now. Enough, okay. enough uh, ridiculousness. So anyways, we started talking about current events this week. We haven't yeah. done that in a long time. And yesterday we talked about Biden and his relations with Israel, how they are souring, how he has basically severed some of the relationships he had with the <laughs> prime minister there and different things. And we're moving on today to talk about Chrislam, which I'll be honest with you, I think that's the first time I ever heard that word since we started talking about it recently, but about how just Chrislam in general, right? And so number one, Brother Wallace, I keep getting ready to call you Pastor Wallace, and I'm not, <laughs> but, but Brother Wallace, let me ask you this question. Number one, what is Chrislam? And number two, how long has it been going on? Okay, well, Chrislam, we can trace some things back about 40 years ago, and there's a different prongs to this. You know, when we throw a light through a prism, different things, you know, will begin to uh, come out of that. And so I, I've been a student of Chrislam for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. So when I started tracing this, and uh, and there are basically four major sources going on here in the United States. But it's the effort to try to unite Christianity with Islam, merge these two religions, and consider this, these are the two largest world religions, Christianity, 2.2 billion. Islam, 1.8 billion. Now, we are stagnant. We're not growing in numbers. We kind of, you know, those who die and go to glory and those who get saved and evangelized and new Christians there, we're kind of almost holding ground. Mm -hmm. We've been that way for two decades or more, okay? Meanwhile, the last hundred years, Islam has exploded in growth. hundred years ago, 300 million, now 1.8. Eight billion. Not to send you on a rabbit trail, but why do you think it, their <clears throat> expansion is, is, is so great now? Well, they made a determination. Back in 1920, uh, they lost the last, the last Khalifa came to an end. And, um, and so they were diminishing. They were declining. They had lost their uh, caliphate, which is their kingdom. Yeah. Okay, so um, there were three major uh, groups there, fundamentalists, that said, listen, we've let the liberals take over. Uh, and they adulterated our religion, which they did. They changed it from Muhammad's teachings. And so the fundamentalists said, we need to get back to Muhammad's teachings, which is militant. Okay, The reformed uh, Islam became popular with the Ottoman Empire. So then they began to, uh, so the militants said, listen, we need to grow. We, gotta, you know, we can have up to four wives, you know, and, uh, and let's have babies. And let's outpopulate them so we can outnumber them on the battlefield. So polygamy and, alone is part of the reason why they're increasing. Yeah, quicker they, than it's, are. it's been through uh, you know through propagation. They are birthing these uh, new Muslims because if you're born to a Muslim father, you're Muslim mm-hmm. according to Islam. If your father's Muslim, your your children that are birthed are now Muslim. And so this is what they like walking. Let me just attack, tackle this there. They think it's funny. They think it's wonderful. If they make a, if a Muslim makes a, a kafir womb pregnant with a Muslim child. A what? 
a kafir. That's uh, that's you and me. We're unbelievers. Okay. We, we're the infidels. Okay. And so if they make an infidel pregnant with a Muslim, now the infidels are helping them grow the uh, the ummah. Which the in our world probably Islam. happens quite often. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So Krislam, the effort to bring these two religions together. There's some commonalities. What, what do you mean by that? Well, they believe, I mean, both these religions believe in one God. We're not, uh, we're, we're truly monotheistic religions. Islam and Christianity preaches only one God. Both believe in Jesus? Both believe Jesus, but they don't believe Jesus the same way we do. But they believe Jesus was a prophet of God. They believe that Allah, God, created Adam and Eve and... Um, and sin entered into the world, and there'll be a day of judgment. And so there's some, you know, they believe in Moses and the Ten Commandments. I didn't know they believed Allah did Adam and Eve. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't yep. know that. All that is part of uh, the teaching, uh, the basic teaching of Islam. So there's some commonalities that's there. And so I'm not going to get into the depths of that because I want to get into some of the news of what's going on. Let's do that. So Christians have been. Uh, you know, since 9-11, there's been this, uh, you know, the enemy of Islam and all that type of stuff, and the war on terrorism, and we go and fight. And yet not every Muslim is militant. Mm -hmm. And we know that, even as Christians. And we also know that we have a duty to get the gospel to every creature. Okay, So there are some Christian denominations who are saying there was an invitation by the Muslims back in 2008. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Common Word Movement. They sent out a letter to many Christian leaders in America. And they said, come together. And they quoted a passage out of the Quran. All people of the book, come to a common word between us and you, that we worship none but Allah that we associate no partners with him, and, uh, and, and it goes on there. But they come to a common word that's between us and you. And this was actually given to the people of the book. You know, come, let's, sit, let's, all, let's all sit down together, and uh, we have a common word. Mm -hmm. And uh, that we worship none but Allah, that we only worship one God. Let's come together and do that, okay? Mm -hmm. But then they punch us in the nose. And we don't realize this with this verse, that we associate no partners with him. That is the teaching of shirk. Shirk is saying, it's the unforgivable sin. If you commit this sin, you cannot be saved. You know, there's no way, you're, you're damned to hell for all eternity if you make a partner with God. And that's what they believe Christians have done. They've taken Jesus, a man, and made him a partner equal with God. When you say Christians, let's get more specific. What denominations are, are involved in this? We're talking the uh, Catholics, we're talking Church of England with Presbyterians and other groups there. The mainstream, you know, you go to every city and you see these old churches there. They got the biggest, beautiful Cathedral cathedrals and buildings and stuff there. And they're, you know, and these people, they've got high positions and doctorates from, you know, from uh, uh, Yale and, and, you know, the highest learning echelons in our country. And, you know, they've got doctor's degrees, you know, that we can call them Mr. Fahrenheit, you know. And, uh, but uh, but they, they've become so um, academic that they have lost the, the message there. 
and they think, you know, well, you know, let's uh, let's cool our jets down. Let's put our slippers together under the the same table. Let's all sing Kumbaya in this world council of movement churches and this ecumenical movement. That sounds like a one world religion, which is what the end times talks about. This is exactly what uh, what they're trying to create. They're trying to create a world religion where we're all at peace with each other. Yeah. And they're willing to make compromises. Compromises that God says you cannot make. And the Bible is not really their authority. The authority is whatever a church leader or their synod or their denomination comes to making as a as a rule. Well, and it's interesting. I actually didn't even tell you this. But I, I talked to, uh, I had a guy the other day from uh, an addictions ministry that we help out. And he knew, he, he had questions a little bit about Islam. And one of them was, well, they use the Bible. And it's like, well, yeah, but they use the books of Moses, right? And and so, and I told him, I said, well, you know, that's that's like the earliest things that they actually use as scriptures. Anything after that trumps. You know, they can pick whatever they want out of there and say, well, well, this actually doesn't matter because later on we write this. Yeah. And Anything that Muhammad gave later yeah. will annul or uh, do away with anything that's in a disagreement with what Prophet Muhammad had said. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. Um, so it's it's they don't really even believe in the four books of Moses essentially then completely. No, they 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 acknowledge that God gave his revelations to Moses, but they believe that the Jews corrupted it so they can't trust it. And yet and they, if anything that's said there that's different from what all what Muhammad has said, then they say, Ah, this is where it's wrong. And yet is that how they're connecting with each other now? Well, we believe in Jesus. Well, we use the four books of Moses and yeah. so they can say, Well, there's some commonalities there. These are yeah. things we agree on. There's a movement called the Sons of Abraham, mm-hmm. and there's different groups of uh, that are bringing these things together. And this is all part of Islam, Christianity, Islam, and and all this kind of merging together and bringing the Jews even kind of together. Sons of Abraham. How how big is Islam? Um, I mean, how many people are involved in this? I can't say it's huge, but where it's big is where the higher academics and the government, people that rub shoulders with our government and advising our government leaders for the most part, uh, especially the Democrat Party, you know, those kind of church leaders and stuff, a lot of these people have swallowed these pills. And um, there's a missionary movement, too, that's part of it, and um, that's kind of lost its way. And they've tried to make Bibles, they've altered Bibles to be not offensive to Muslims. They've taken words out like uh, the Son of God because Allah hath no son. So they've removed some of these things and, and stuff. I, I, I've, I've done lots of research. One day I'm going to write a book on this here uh, soon. But I, I have uh, lots of audio files on our website. Uh, if, you go, if you go back to our archives, you will find just type in the word Tom Wallace Fortress of Faith, Chrislam and you'll find a lot of stuff on that subject. One world religion would require one Bible or some sort of Quran book, would it not? Yeah. Are they, so they're going to collaborate the two things into one and make one new. Well, yeah, uh, you know, the the rule of the Antichrist won't be that long. I don't know if they'll actually, you know, create a a scripture that they'll all deem as uh, acceptable. I I don't know. Uh, in fact, actually, the way I see it, they're going to expect everyone to follow Islam and to reject everything else. Okay. There. But uh, but let's get into the current news. <laughs> All this time, what we're seeing in France, the Catholic Church during Ramadan, and Ramadan, we're in the middle of it. It's going to end uh, next week there, and uh, so a lot of churches in Europe 
I mean, there's there's three or four news sources that we could you know talk about there. But what we're seeing is a growing trend of doing services together in their churches with Muslims during Ramadan, and we're seeing a growth of that. And if your church is doing this, you're not in a good church, in my opinion. You better have some big concerns of what's going on, because your pastors, your church leaders are buying into this Chrislam nonsense, and it's not biblical. And you cannot merge these two faiths together without making serious compromises Mm -hmm. there. What we're seeing going on in current events, we're seeing a, a surge, more of an open surge in this field. Yeah. Well, we are out of time, but we're in the middle of our fundraising month for April. We we have a goal. We want to raise $20,000. This is to help with the day-to-day operations uh, that we have here at Fortress of Faith. The reason Fortress of Faith exists is because we have listeners that are that are donors of ours, that, yeah. that keep this ministry going. Uh, it, yeah. There's costs that are involved with it and the different radio stations we're on. And we have aspirations to grow yeah. and be on more radio stations and touch the ears of more listeners. Yeah, we're hoping to expand and get up into Toronto, uh, broadcasting out of New York. But we still got to meet our operating costs there. And if we don't, it just takes away our future opportunities. Let me give you the three ways to do that. The easiest way is fortressoffaith.com. There's a little click to donate button on there. You can do that in in either Canadian or U.S. completely safe. Um, You can also call 1-800-616-0082. Hit option one and you can donate that way. And then the last way is to send a check. And we have a P.O. box for that. It's P.O. box 304-85. And that's 30485. Yeah. I, oh, you said 3 That throws me. Every time you do every that. Every time I do that, I know. <laughs> 30485, <laughs> Bellingham, Washington, 98226. That's P.O. Box 30485, Bellingham, <laughs> Washington, 98226. We well, thank you so much for being with us. And if God lays it on your heart to donate towards this cause, we would be uh, so appreciative of that. And God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.